we're, we're up to Lamad Gimel Omad Aleph, and we're about a third of the way down the Mishnah. Maskirin Gavuras Kashomin. Everyone got it? Uh, the Mishnah, yes? Okay. We said, we actually learned the Mishnah last week, but in order to get into the Gemara, we'll just go over it very briefly again. Maskirin Gavuras Kashomin Betchiasa Mesim. We mention Gavuras Kashomin, which means Mashiv Aruach Goshem. And we said last week that the Gemara, ta- why is it called Gevuras Kashomim, the powers of rain, is because when, when rain comes down, as we remember last Shabbos afternoon, it comes down with great power. So that's why Gevuras Kashomim is called Mashavaruach Marad Goshem. We mention it in the Brocha of Tzachiyah Samesim. Namely, we say, And we finish off, so that's known as the bracha of Machaya Mason. So that's where we mention the Gemara will explain why we dafka mention Mashavaruch Maradagoshim in the bracha of Tchesa Mason. Now, remember, when we say Mashavaruch Maradagoshim, we're not asking for rain. We're giving praise to Hashem that he sends rain down. When we ask for rain, that we say, in Again, the Gemara will explain why. Now, so that seems to be there's no arguments about that. Then we come to Avdallah, which is Atachan and Tonu, which we say on Motsa Shabbos. That's a three-way Machalikas. The Tanakama says Bachan Nados. We insert it into the Brocha of Atachanen, which is exactly what we do. Halachalamaisa. Rebbe Kiva, I'm Rebbe Kiva, says, I'm a Brocha Revius Bifne Atma. We say it as a self-contained fourth Brocha. So we've got the first three brochas up till Hukera Kodosh. We've got Tzolmogin Avron is the first brocha. Then Asa Gibbet or Machaya Mason is the second brocha. And then Asa Kodosh is the third one. And then immediately after that, we have a self-contained brocha. In other words, we don't insert it into the brocha Matachone, but we say a brocha in its own right with a brocha to Hashem. When we finish that, then we go on to Atachone. That's Rabbi Kiva. Rebbe Leza, I mean, Rebbe Leza says, we do it in the brocha of where we thank Hashem. And as we explained last week, since we want to thank Hashem for giving us the present of Shabbos, therefore it's appropriate when Shabbos goes out that we say the Atal in the brocha of Madim, which of course, as we know, is not La Locha, but uh, that's Rebbe Leza's view. Right, now let's start the Gemara. Maskirin Gevuris Geshomim. We mentioned Mashavurach Merda Goshem, in the Brocha of Tchias Mesim, my timer, what's the reason for this? Why do we mention it Dafka in the Brocha of Tchias Mesim? Omer of Yosef says, Rav Yosef, Mikhtoch, Sheshkulot Tchias Mesim, because rain is similar to Tchias Mesim, the resurrection of the dead, in which way is it similar to Tchias Mesim? Because it sustains human life without rain. Remember in the olden days, it was an agricultural society. There was no such thing as sitting in an office with a telephone and uh, phoning up the stockbroker. You had to work in the field. And when you worked in the field, you needed rain. So rain was the thing that kept people alive. The Fichah Kavur Mason, therefore the Brocha of the Mashaburach Maradakoshem, is put in the Brocha of Tchiasa Mason. Now the Gemara asks, Usha'ela for Birchas We ask for rain in the Brocha of Baruch Aleinu. Again, ask the my Tama, why? Because rain is Panosa, it gives us sustenance. Therefore, they fixed it in the Brocha 
where we ask for Panosa. So that's fairly straightforward. Now we come to sort of something a little bit more complicated. Havdolah v'chanen adas. Havdolah adas. Now, the, the Tanah Kamal said, as we, we insert it in the bracha of Atachanen, so answer tomorrow, my timer, why? Why do we do this? What's the reason? Two reasons. Amar Rav Yosef, Rav Yosef says, Metoshi Chochma. Because it is Chochma, Kavua Pebirchas Chochma. Therefore, we put it in the bracha of Chochma, because we say, Atachanen Le'odom Das, etc. We're asking for wisdom and understanding. And since Havdola is a form of understanding, therefore we put it in the Broch of Atachayin. Now, if you have a look at Rashi, the first Rashi of the Gemara, he explains why is Havdola a Chachma? Why is Havdola? Why do you have to have wisdom to understand, to differentiate? So he says, Hachacham, only a, a, a clever person, Yodaya, understands Lahavdil to distinguish Ben Kajashachal between holy and profane. Or ben between pure and impure. So in other words, you have to have a certain element, a certain amount of wisdom and understanding to differentiate. In other words, Havdolah, which is Havdolah. And therefore we put it in the broch of Chachma where we ask Hashem for Chachma. So that is the reason of the Tanakhama, why it says we insert it into Atachayim. Rabbon and Amra. And Rabbon and give another reason why we put it into the first brocha. And it says as follows, Since it's, we start off the week with that bracha, it's the working week now, we've had Shabbos, every day we have the first three brachas, last three brachas, and 13 brachas in between. The 13 brachas in between are where we make our request to Hashem. On Shabbos, we don't. On Shabbos, we still say the first three and the last three, but we only say one bracha in the middle, one shortened version. And if you remember, we learned in the Gemara, that the reason why we do this is because it's a tircha to say it on Shabbos. So because of Eilid Shabbos, we only, we shorten it to one bracha. So now here on Matzah Shabbos is the first time we get back to the weekday brachas. And being that the first bracha that we make, so, so which sort of starts the week off, the working week off, is Asachonen's first bracha. Therefore they fixed it, the Asachonen in the first weekday bracha. In other words, they're both saying the same thing. They're both saying that we should put it in Atachayim, but they're giving different reasons. One is because it's in the Brach of Chachma, and you've got to be a Chacham in order to understand what Havdolah distinguishing means. And the Rabbonans say it's put in to Atachayim because that is the first weekday Brach. Now, Amr of Ami says, Rav Ami, Really a repetition of what we just said. Great is understanding, as we see by the fact that the bracha where we ask for understanding was put at the beginning of the weekday Shemesh. That's the very first bracha that we ask for is to ask for Deir Chochma bin of Adas. So understanding is obviously is a great thing. That's why it's put first. But Om Rav Ami, Rav Ami says, and he gives another reason why Deir understanding is so important. Great is understanding because it is put between two names of Hashem. Shenem has a posit which says, Hikel Deus Hashem. So we see the word Deus, which means understanding, is surrounded on either side by the name of Hashem. It says Hikel as the name of Hashem. Then it's got the word Deus understanding, again Hashem. 
So the word Deus is surrounded by Hashem on both sides, so that we can see that Deus is a great thing. If someone does not have understanding, it is forbidden to have mercy on him, as it says in the Posset, and I believe this is the Posset in Yeshaya, which says, for it is not the people of understanding, therefore, therefore its maker shall not have Rachmanus on it. Now, this does not mean that if somebody is not clever, you can't have any Rachmanus on him. It doesn't no. say that wouldn't make that wouldn't make sense. So the Mufashim explained what does it mean somebody hold Misha in by Dale, somebody who hasn't got understanding, is one of two things. Either it means he refuses to accept the concept that Hashem rules the world, or it means that somebody who denies that his suffering is meant to stir him to do sugar. So when you say homish empodea, that's what it means. And therefore, if he has, if he's in a situation like that, where basically he's denying the authority of Hashem, or he's saying that the suffering, he's complaining why the suffering is coming, he doesn't realize it's coming in, in order for him to do tshuva, under those circumstances, you cannot have Rachmanus on him. Omar Rebeloza, says Rebeloza, God will mikdosh, shinich and bench deo, says, we just said deo is great because it's between two names of Hashem. Similarly, the Middosh, the temple, is also great because it is put between two names of Hashem. Shenema, as we say in the Shiro, Pa'alta Hashem, Middosh Hashem. So again, we've got the word Middosh surrounded by Hashem in front of it and Hashem behind it. So therefore, the same way that Deah is great because it's got the name of Hashem before it and after it, so Middosh is as well. Which now prompts the Gemara to say as follows: The Omer Rebbe says Rebbe Loza, Kol Adam Shiyesh any person who does have understanding, Ki Ilu Nivne Beis Hamikdash Biyomov, it's as if the Beis Hamikdash was built in his days. Why? Because they're similar. They on it not Beis because understanding was put between two names of Hashem, and Mikdash was also written Beis Shteiosis, and Mikdash was also put between between two names of Hashem. So since both of them are between the names of Hashem, therefore it is as if a person who has Deir, who has understanding, it is as if the Beit HaMikdash was built in his days. What does that mean? Ah, right, very good. Oh, Clive, where are you? Can't see you. I'm, I'm, I'm listening in. No, no. Are you Samsung Galaxy? Sorry? Yeah, I'm Galaxy. Yeah, yeah, not, I, I was looking I, for you. Sorry? I was looking for you because I was anticipating some questions. No, I'm, I'm, I'm actually speaking of a faraway galaxy called the Andromeda <laughs> galaxy. Right, right. So, so what the Mephoshim explained that Ben Yoda says, what, just because you find a place which has got two names of Hashem on either side of it, therefore yeah. you compare and you say, it's Ke'ilu, somebody who's got Deus as if the base of English. There must be some more connections. Yeah. So the Ben Yoda explains as follows. He says like this, if somebody is filled with knowledge and understanding of Hashem, he causes the Shekhinah to rest upon him. And such a person is similar, it resembles the base of Migdosh, because that was also built as a dwelling place for Hashem to rest his Shekhinah on. As the Posit says in Pasha's Truma, li Migdosh, make for me a Migdosh, v'shechamti v'sachom. I will dwell there. In other words, I will bring my Shekhinah there. So what he's saying is it's more than just a connection of the fact that there's Hashem's written on either side of it. It's because both have got the same purpose to bring the Shrinah down. Therefore, you can say somebody who's got Deah 
and appreciates Hashem. This is if the base of Midrash was built in his days. Okay, is that all right, Clive? Yeah, it, well, it, it, yes, it, it had to beg some interpretation. You're right, um, absolutely right. Can I just go back to a Rashi that we, we, we learned a few minutes ago about yes. the fact that one needs to be a hochum yes. to differentiate between um, week Shabbos and weekdays, yeah? Yes, yes. Uh, with no disrespect, most of the population, yeah, are of yes. average intelligence, yeah? Uh-huh. I mean, most, I mean, and therefore, why does with Russia a chokham as opposed as opposed to an ordinary person? Well, I don't think a chokham means he has to be a genius. A chokham no. just means somebody who understands that, that that Shabbos is a special day and it's different than the weekdays. And similarly, that's all that's, of the jury. All of the jury. That would include all Shomer Shabbos people. That would all, all Shomer Shabbos people. That would include everyone that Shomer Shabbos. Well, it would, yes, include everybody who understands there is a difference between Shabbos and an ordinary day. Talking about that, I heard an interesting story last night. Dan Dunner gives a speech every Tuesday night, and he said there were, many years ago there were two women who went up to the Alps, and they were in the middle of nowhere, and they were there for two weeks, and they lost track of the days. And when they, when they came back to civilization, they realized that they had made Shabbos on the wrong day. So what that means is there must have been the Chalul Shabbos, because on the day that they thought was Shabbos, it wasn't. It was a weekday, and therefore the other day they must have done Malacha. So they came back and said, what should we do? So uh, he said, he's never been asked that question before. So he asked Rabbi Yashiv, and Rabbi Yashiv turned around and said, they should do something towards keeping Shabbos. In other words, arrange a Shia about Hilkos Shabbos or something like that, to make up for the fact that there were Machal Shabbos, even though it was obviously a Shaigeg, it was by mistake, but just as an interesting aside, since you mentioned the difference between Shabbos and weekdays. Okay, um, right, where were we? Um, yes, we are Muscular Rav Acha Karchinor. Rav Acha Karchinor, he asked a question. He says like this, if the criteria for something being great is because it's placed between two names of Hashem, according to that, vengeance should be a great thing. It's also put between two names of Hashem. We have a positive. You've got kale, you've got the word nakomas, which is vengeance. You've got kale written before it, named Hashem, and Hashem afterwards. Now, how can you say that? Vengeance certainly is not a great thing. No. On my lace, he said to him, and yes, it is a great thing. But Milsa Mirgadilahi, at its appropriate time, vengeance is a good thing. What does that mean? So now, now the Gemara explains. It's very, very difficult. I, I sweated a little bit over this. And I, I hope I've got it right. Um, so he says, because this is what Ullah says, that vengeance at times is a great thing. Because he learns out, the Posset actually says as follows. It says, Kale Nakomas Hashem, Kale Nakomas Afiyah. That's the full Posset. So it says the word Nakomas, vengeance, twice. So Rav Ullah, say, Ullah says, why does it mention Nakomas twice? To tell you after the there is a good vengeance, which gives benefit to people, but after the raw are one which gives that punishment. 
And then it says, the time of Yachsev, he brings various Pesukim to explain that. Yachsev had fear on Mahaparon. He appeared from Mahaparon. That's at Sinai. The rod of Siv, Kel Vakomas Hashem, Kel Vakomas Afiyah, our possible again. Now, if you look in Rashi, he explains as follows. He says, you've got bad vengeance and you've got good vengeance. What's the bad vengeance? The bad vengeance is that Hashem took the Shechina away from the other nations when they did not accept the Torah. He offered the Torah to them and they didn't accept it. So therefore, he took his Shechina away from from the other Ummas, and that's a, that's a bad vengeance. But the good vengeance is that he was so annoyed with the other nations for not accepting the Torah that he was mafia, Russia explains, mafia mamana. He gave the money of the nations to Klalishwab because he made a new rule, which was as follows. Shorosh and Nogach, sorry, what was this? This is Rashi here, sorry. Um, if an ox of, who is owned by a Jew gores an ox which is owned by a non-Jew, Potter the Jew doesn't have to pay. In other words, normally the other way around, you do have to pay. But what he did was he was so annoyed that they had not accepted the Torah, therefore he gave their money, as it were, away to the Jewish people, by saying, by, the, by, by applying this din of Shashil Yisrael, Shanova, Shashil Akum is Potter, an ox of a guy who, who, who gores an ox of a Jew is Potter. Now, can't be as simple as that. I mean, it's a bit unfair, isn't it? To, 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 to say, well, it works one way, but if, if the Shah of a, a, of a non-Jew gores the Shah of a Jew, he does have to pay. So the Mephoshim yeah. explain the reason for this. Why was Hashem so upset with the non-Jews for not accepting the Torah? Because as you know, the well-known Medrash, they turned around and they said, Mark Sibbeh, what's written in it? Before we, you know, Bnei Yisrael said, Nasa First we'll do it, Venishma, then we'll hear. Whatever, you know, no conditions, we'll unconditionally accept it. Yes. They said, Mark Sibbeh, what's written in it? Now, what was written in it? So what did Hashem say? Murder, adultery, stealing. So they said, no, that's not for us. We cannot manage without the sort of thing. But the reason why Hashem was so upset with them was because these were part of the Sheva Mitzvah B'nai which they should have kept. Uh, if they turned around and said, what's written in it? It says, you should keep sharpness or yes. put on sitzes or whatever it was, something like that. Yes. And they said, well, we can't keep that. Okay, that's one thing. But the yes. Sheva Mitzvahs been enough. We've got 613 Mitzvahs and just seven were given to the non-Jews. And those yes. seven, which they said, they said, it's really, we can't keep it. So Hashem was really annoyed. And as a punishment, he gave their money, as it were, to us. And that is called good vengeance. Because as a result of the vengeance against the other nations, Kalal Yisrael benefited. But it's, it's a difficult Gemara. It's a difficult, difficult concept. But what he's saying is, so the question was, just because the comma is also surrounded by Hashem on either side, and therefore is it a good thing? We answer, yes, under certain, under certain circumstances, the comma as well can be a good thing. Okay. Um, let's carry on. Rabbi Kiva, I'm not, oh, oh, by the way, uh, I'm sure you've all heard the story that, uh, they were offered, the Torah was offered to, to the English people as well. So they said, Mark Sif Bay, what's written in it? 
They said, Sheshes Yomim Tava, you've got to work for six days. They said, forget that, that's not for us. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Rabbi Akiva, Rabbi Akiva says, I'm Rabrocha Ravias. We have to say a brocha. We're talking, going back now to Atachan and Tonu. We've got to say, we say a brocha, a self-contained brocha after Akela Godesh. And before you saw Atachan, you say a total brocha with ending with Baruch Hashem. Okay. I want to hear Roshama Ba'aba to Rabbi Yochanan. Roshama Ba'aba said to Rabbi Yochanan, Mishdei, let's see. Anche Knesset Zagdala, the Anche Knesset Zagdala, those were the people who Tiknu Lahemli Yisrael Brochas, they established for Yisrael the Brochas, what Brochas to say, when to say it, and so on. Tzfilas, Davning, Kedushas, when to say Kiddush, on Shabbos, the Havdolas, and when to say Havdolah. So Nefzahecha Tikkun. Let's simply see where they said it should be said in Tzfilah. In other words, we've got three-way Machalikas. Yes. Where it should be said. Either it should be inserted in Atachayman, or secondly, it should be a brocha in its own. Yes. For Atachayman. Or the third thing is it should be in Radimanach Nuloch. should be in the it's brocha. It's very surprising, isn't it? Oh, so ask the Gemara, it's, let's see. Antrikanesis established it. Yes. And therefore, you know, it should have been a tradition that's passed down. And Sorry. we should know where it is. We had this sort of question before. And Fosh, by the way, explain that very often you have a, a machlokas, and we don't ask this question, let's see how it's done. But they answer, and they say, look, since Havdolah is said every single week, then it's something that would have been passed down regularly from father to son, and there would be a clear tradition. Everyone would know exactly when one says Atakonantana in Tzvila. So why, how, how does it come about that there's a three-way machlokas about it? And now the Gemara explains why. Omalais, he answered him, but At first, when Klai Yisrael came back to Eretz Yisrael from Bovel, they fixed it to say it in Tefillah. In other words, you say it in Shemel Esra, Right? Not over, not over a cost, not over wine, just say it in Tefillah. Because at that time, Kaladisrael were poor and they couldn't afford wine. He'eshiru, when people became more affluent, kavu alakos. Then they fixed it over a cup of wine. And not on tefillah at all. It changed from tefillah to get tefillah, just on the cost, just on the cup of wine. Now, at that time, Sahabdallah was no longer recited on the tefillah. So at that time, what happened was the details were forgotten. And then Henu Khosru, later the people again became poor again, Kavuvatvila. They went back to the original and they said, right, we'll do it in Tvila because people cannot afford wine. That was at that time that the dispute arose as to exactly what was the original enactment that they'd made in the first place. Right? So they made it in the first place, only Tvila. Then they made it when people became more affluent, they made it only on wine. And then they, when they came poor again, they decided to go back to Tvila. But at that time, they'd forgotten because it was quite a while before that it was at Tvila. So that was when the, when the question mark arose exactly where in Tvila you should do it. However, the third time when they did this and they made it back in Tvila again, they made it a, a little bit different. The Heimam, when they said, Hamad al-Tvila, Sarachi Abdullah 
This time they said anyone who says Havdolah during Tefillah should also say it a second time over a cup of wine, as we do, as long as he is financially able to do so. In other words, if he can't afford wine, then you don't have to do it. But if you can afford the wine, then do it in Tefillah, say it and then and then do it on, over wine. Itmanami, it's also been stated, Om Rabchir Ba'aba, Om Rabbi Yechanan, Rabchir Ba'aba said the name of Rabbi Yechanan, Anche Knesset Agdala, this is officially, it's called, you know, the men of the great assembly. They were the ones who established everything. Tiknola Hemli Israel, they were, they established Brothos, Tfilas, as we said, it's a repetition of what we said before. Brothos, Tfilas, Kedushas, saying, saying Kiddush, Babdala, Batfila Kavur, Batfila, at first, they said it, we say that to only in Tfilah, because they, people couldn't afford the wine. Heshiru, people got uh, more affluent, Kavu'ala Kos. Then they did it on the Kos, not over at Tfilah. Chosru Vehenu, they then became poor again. Kavu'ala Tfilah, they went back to the original enactment and put it in Tfilah. Vehem Omra, they said, Hamabdil Batfilah Tzorshi Abdil when you make Havdalah in Tfilah, you've still got to make it on the coast, on the, over the cup of wine as well. Let's carry on just a little bit more. Itmanami, also been said, Rabba, Rabbi Yosef, to Amitravayu. Both Rabba and Rabbi Yosef said, Hamavdal, but Tfilah, Tzorokshi, Abdalalakos. One who says Havdalah during Tfilah has got to say Havdalah again over a cup of wine. Omar Rabba, says Rabba, and uh, Messiah Sashas says this is Rabba, we can challenge our own teaching. In other words, it was Rubber who just said now, Rubber Rabbi said, I'm up to the filler, so she have to But we can ask a question from the following Bryce. It says, If a person made a mistake and he didn't say Mashavaruach, or or he didn't say Saint Talamotta in Bikhashon, it means he completely forgot, finished Manesra. Because they are dealing that if you remember in the middle of Shemana you can go back, etc., etc. I won't go into that now. If you forget it completely, Machzira, I say you've got to start from, repeat Shemana again. You don't have to repeat Shemana Since he's able to recite it over a cup of wine. Right? So we say like this, since he can make up the Abdullah that you miss in Shemana Esra by saying it over a cup of wine, he does not have to repeat the Shemana Esra. But the fact that we say the words, he's able to say it over a cup, right? It implies that it's not obligatory. In other words, you've got an option, you can do one or the other. And since he didn't do it in the one, he can do it in the other. He didn't do it in Tfilah, so he can say it on the cost. But we just said, Rabbi just said, that if you say, you've got to say it in Tzvila and you've got to say it in the Kos. And here it seems to imply that you've got the option, one or the other. So answer the Gemara, very simple. Like, Tamer, don't say it because he's able to say it in a Kos, which implies that he's got an option whether to say it on Tzvila or Kos. Say the reason why he does not have to repeat the Tzvila is because he says it on the cross, not because he has the option, which he, which would suggest that he's got an option and it's not obligatory. No, because he says it on the cross as a chiyah. So that fits in very well with what Rabbi and Rabbi Yosef said and the previous ones, 
Even though you say Havdalah in Tfilah, in other words, you say Asachan Antonu during Davening, during Marif, nevertheless, you've got to repeat it and say it over a cost as well. What about the reverse? Ah, that the Gemara is going to ask that very question. But I'm afraid you'll have to have patience till next week where we will have the full answer to that. Okay, thank you. I wish you all well. Have a very good week.